0: Mm. Give us a French tongue twister. You have like like one. Combien sont six six sous six sont six 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 sous six sont six sous six six sont six sont trop chers. Now you just make that. That's real. Gosh, no way, no way.
1: Hello there, you're listening to Sips and Clips, and if you don't know by now, my name is Ethan, and this mighty fine podcast you just tuned into is focused all around creativity, exploring that concept through the stories and experiences of brand creators, business owners, and other creative individuals. We're based out of a barbershop in downtown Stockholm, Sweden, where my co-host Robin and I cut the hair of each of our guests over a fresh cup of coffee to get the conversation going and flowing. This time we find ourselves in conversation with friendly Frenchman Vincent Talik, though I'm sure I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, which I will totally and continually do throughout this episode for the name of his shop, Lusine Bleu, as well. Regardless of my pronouncing abilities, Lusine Bleu is a rare find, one of those hidden gems from another era, a time where quality was at the forefront. Vincent's shop is focused on quality workwear and clothing all sourced from France. He lovingly aims to kill fast fashion and bring the art of quality clothing and goods that last as long as possible back to the forefront. You want to love what you own, and you're going to love this episode. So without any further ado, grab yourself a baguette, lean back, and enjoy this episode of Sips and Clips with Luzine Le Bleu. Well, let's do this thing. Alrighty. So Vincent. honestly. I don't know how to pronounce the name of your store and I don't want to butcher it. So would you please say what the name of your store
0: is? Lusine Bleu. Lusine Bleu. Lusine Bleu. Lusine Bleu.
1: Ah, Is that close enough? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I've been butchering it. Like, I'm like, hey, I want to get this guy who owns the first store on the podcast. And I've been saying it completely wrong. And I will continue to probably say
0: it. It's quite difficult. (laughs) It's it's difficult for the Swedes too. It's more or less unpronunciable. Yeah. Lusine Lusine Bleu. Lusine Bleu. Lusine Bleu. Blue, We got it. <laughs> what does that mean? In French. It's uh, blue factory. Blue factory. Hmm?
1: Simple enough. Yes. It gets the job done. And what is Lusuin Blue? Is it a
0: blue factory? What is your shop all about? It's about uh, old quality uh, workwear okay. and utility wear. Okay. Uh, not. Not exactly the old style, but some, some of the stuff are uh, quite old in design. Sure. But okay. it's more uh, the kind of quality that you get from your grandfather or grandmother. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the thing that lasts 40, 50 years. Right. That kind of stuff. That's super cool. And so you obviously, what, had a passion for,
1: for kind of workwear and clothes like that for a long uh, while? For, for quality, yes. Yeah, for good quality, uh,
0: Because there is so many brands today uh, who get a good runaway uh, because of the quality. Yeah. And now they are just known for uh, the huge marketing budget. Right. And the quality is dropping and the price is going up. Of course. Uh, inclusive a lot of br- American brands like... Right. Uh, Cahors, uh, working progress, made in Tunisia. Of course. Great. Yeah. Or uh, uh, Cartier Pilla shoes. Yeah, exactly. It's just trash.
1: But the price is just going up more yeah. and
0: more Yeah.
1: on that. And that doesn't make sense. It shouldn't yeah. make sense. So your store and, and your kind of outlook on things is it shouldn't be that way. That, that yes. you should be paying for good quality
0: things yes. instead. Yes. Right. It's quite. It's not expensive, but uh, in comparison to uh, to regular clothes uh, like H H&M and shit and stuff like that, sure, so, sure, o- sure. Of course, it's twice or well, three course. times the price. Right. But uh, instead of having uh, uh, something like the last collection of a shit T-shirt that will last six months, yeah, you have something uh, that is the same design and will fit you well uh, the next. 15 years. It sounds a lot better to me, 100%. And I mean, when I was
1: young and I, I didn't have that much money, H&M was the easy place to go and just buy things, but t-shirts lasted me a summer, you know, mm. and they are gone. Mm. It's so much better to have
0: something that's going to last you a while. Well, it's good for the economy, it's good for the planet. Right. Uh simply and i'm trying to find and i'm looking for all old, old company that do the same stuff okay. since ages ago in right. France most of them are locally known for the quality and they just do their stuff yeah they never change they've been doing it for hundreds of years maybe even. yes yeah uh, some of them yeah of course
1: so is everything in your shop from France then or made in France
0: 95
1: percent 95
0: percent what's the five percent it's not uh, actually I have a, a pair of shoes from the Palladium okay so is um, it's a old French brand uh, they made uh, ties for aircraft yeah and uh, after the war like so many uh, companies they had a lot of stock. But not so much war anymore. Savage. and uh, And uh, they start to do um, souls for uh, very simplistic dessert boots for the French army. Yeah. 47. Okay, okay. And uh, I like the model, uh, and it's a piece of history, but yeah. they uh, produce in Vietnam.
1: Yeah, okay. Awesome, fair enough. Produced in Vietnam with French inspiration. But well, what's your story? You were from France, of course, but yes. how'd you end up in Stockholm? How long have you been around here for? What well, is around, uh,
0: let me think, uh, 25 years? So it's been a minute. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So you came out here to Stockholm 25 years ago. What brought you out? I met my wife in Paris. That would do it, right? Yeah. Classical. It's a classical thing. Not the food, not the climate. No. (laughs) But the... uh... The food was so terrible when I moved to Sweden. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's like, oh my god. (laughs) The meat was terrible, there was no cheese, the bread was shit. You must have loved this compliment, man. You must have really loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh,
1: that's just the way it is.
0: Every time I was um, going by two France for uh, for these the first, first thing yeah. was good cheese, good meat, good bread. Yes. Just to rebalance. You have to rebalance. You <laughs> the karma. You. Yeah,
1: exactly. The body can't go that long without good quality yes. <laughs> stuff in there. That's funny. But it's like the traditional story. You know, the Swede never leaves Sweden. They all, they, the other person always comes out. Mm. It's the
2: thing. I don't know what it is. What is it, Robin? Why why do you... Make I guess happier. Sweden is a magical place. It
0: With is a Free magical.
2: healthcare and a free school system. You pay for it in different ways. Okay, yeah. It's not free, <laughs> but I mean... Of course.
1: It is it's convenient. Place. It is. It's a good place. Nonetheless. It has to be a good place. Yeah. It is a great place. Mm-hmm. But the food, the meat, the cheese, we don't have to go too deep into that.
2: Nobody took it now.
0: Yeah, it got better? But, uh, but uh, when I moved, you it was like feeling like uh, being uh, moving to Siberia or a uh, cloud. Oh, like, gosh, gosh, man. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> the quality
1: of the Swedish meatball has gone up tenfold in the past oh, 25 yes. years. Really, I don't know what it was.
0: Somebody, no, uh, you, you have, you have a have good bread, uh, good bakery, Yeah. around every corner, Right. Uh, you have good sausages, yeah. you have good cheese, no, it's okay, it's okay, no. you, you can survive. Right, well, thank goodness.
1: <laughs> all right, what made you decide you were finally gonna open your own storefront? Did you move to Sweden with that idea? Anymore? No, not at all. No, long time
0: ago. I had a different idea, uh, Actually, about also food import. Yeah, uh, I'm a quality nerd. Yes. Okay. Uh, quality
1: nerd. I like that that term.
0: That's and it could be. it's a great term. Uh, it could have been uh, food, of course. Of course, of course. Uh, Are you a foodie? Do you like food? Like yes. Food? Of course. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, but well, uh, I work in in marketing and advertising uh, all my career. Right. Uh, international marketing and uh, was thinking uh, two, when was it now two and a half years ago so not that long ago okay. no no uh, I decided to start a project yeah. and uh, um, to pretend to start because at the beginning you never know if it's going to fly you never know uh, what it's going to how it's going to work of course not but the only f- solution is to start and I just okay let's Pretend. Let's let's start and let's see what's. uh so going to happen here. Yes. Okay. And that was the project that is your storefront. And uh, the project uh, moved pretty quickly uh, from the first draft in uh, in April May. I uh, had um, a company with a branch of friends and we opened a shop in October of the same year.
1: October of what, 2019?
0: 19. 19. Yeah. yeah, just three months before, four months before the pandemic. Hey, yeah. it happened to the best of us.
1: We opened our barbershop, similar timing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, we survived at least. We survived, thank goodness, so far.
0: And <laughs> well, are, I start with, uh, with the, actually three, only three brands. Uh, three
1: brands inside your shop? Yes. Was it a pretty small store
0: then? Uh, yeah, the it was very a very teeny, teeny spot. Yeah. Uh, and I took the brand I knew, uh, a fisherman's sweater from Guernsey, a small island in Normandy. Yeah. That do uh, fisherman stuff since for 300 years, something like that. Right. Uh, another brand from uh, from Normandy uh, called Saint James. Okay. Uh, seller stuff. Right. And uh, a small company in middle of uh, France doing classic uh, workwear for craftsman wear. Yeah. A very for a welder, uh, uh, craftsman jackets, uh, yeah. uh, carpenters, uh, you name it. kind right, of right. stuff.
1: I get it. So just these few three brands, you really quality control the place.
0: Yeah, I was starting it, and uh, did well. And, uh, yeah, it did well, very well from the from the beginning. Super good here. And right now we have, I think, seventeen brands.
1: Okay, so you really took up the stock.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a mix of. Um, uh, fisherman stuff. Yeah. Uh, another part of the brand is uh, obviously uh, classical workwear and uh, craftsman yeah. st- stuff. Of course. And the rest is small, small French brands doing uh, something called heritage style. Yeah. Uh, good old quality and uh, inspired from old models from the army or uh, sure from the workwear. That's
1: really cool. I'm sure you've kind of created a community then of. Of French people who maybe have moved here and have a similar story to you, they, they know these brands, they appreciate quality, it has to be cool for them to find your little
0: storefront here. Well, some brands are known in France, but most of them are completely completely uh, well known loca- locally. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Uh, for the general public, they, they are not well known at all. No. Right. No, I get it.
1: So that first storefront, how was that opening? How was your, your first few weeks? Was it really difficult to get off the ground or as people discovered you, did things just happen naturally?
0: Yeah, actually, uh, I like that. Uh, yeah, very easily. They, they found it very uh, very fast and since we have stuff you don't find anywhere. And yeah, you, right. you don't find that kind of quality anywhere else. No. Um, uh, how did you say in English? Moff, uh, uh, when it's spreading, uh, with uh, uh, the renown of the shop is spreading very fast.
1: Yeah, the rep- the not repertoire, what the word, reputation, word of, maybe? Word word of, of mouth. Word of mouth. Oh, word of mouth. That's it. That's, That's it. the key, right? Yeah. Okay. And now you have a new shop. Yes. When did you move into there? It's quite new, right? uh first first of february this year that's Mm -hmm. awesome it's a little bit bigger than the other one
0: yes a little bit of an upgrade let's go back here the the first one was very tiny yeah it's like a thai thai food uh, kind of (laughs) 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 of size a little thai
1: food takeaway yes 16 square meters 16 square meters yes man people like i don't know that's like the size of someone's like storage area underneath their house you know Mm -hmm. for the basement that's like someone's bathroom. That's like someone's bathroom. But you made it work, and obviously it succeeded well enough. There for you. we went. Yeah. There we win. That's super good to hear. That's inspiring. That you didn't need a lot of room to make your concept work. No. 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 Which is really cool. Sometimes you get caught up in this idea that, oh, if I had this, then it would work. If I had a big storefront, you know, or I had this and this. And you had three brands, word of mouth, and a little tiny storefront, and it worked out. Mm-hmm. That's cool.
0: And some, uh, well, we, I know marketing and advertising. Of, of course. course, that it helps. helps a lot. That <laughs> <helps>, has
1: <that laughs> <helps, that helps, laughs> to help. You're right. Uh,
0: you saw our uh, communication on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we are not newbies. No. In communication. No, no, no. Uh, and of course, it helps. Uh, the concept is very tight. Uh, And it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, Um, right? When you come to the shop, you feel like in a small shop in Mm -hmm. the 60s in France. That's Uh, what it's supposed to be. Yes. And uh, everything is French and yeah, it's very straightforward. Exactly. I saw on
1: your Instagram you posted, you posted some pretty funny videos. One that caught me the other day was there was like a a French holiday that involves you put a fish on someone's back <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah. What, what, what is all that about? F- Fool's Day.
1: F- April Fool's Day. Yeah. Yeah, so the first of April then.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Poisson d'avril. Oh, uh, uh,
1: I'm gonna try
0: to say it. April fish April, in French. Okay. Uh, uh, what what do you do? Uh, actually, you it's a very old tradition. I don't know why uh, the fish. If there is something Christian about it, or uh, <laughs> uh, but but you but what do you do? You you try to stuck to uh, to uh, um, to put a fish on on the back of the people. You put just to try the... to stick a fish. Yeah. On people's backs. Paper fish, paper yeah, yeah, fish. Yeah, a fish,
1: fish, of course, of course. <laughs> of course. Could be <laughs> real. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> real fish would be <laughs> way cooler. They'd probably notice it quicker because it's heavier. It smells more. But yes. hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Go
2: around, throw through strumming at people.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow, that would... Have you tried Sustrami?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, you've been here long enough, you had to tried I tried it. once. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it, it was like two shots, uh, vodka, okay. first shots, Sustrami, the other shots. And but uh, the feeling was like my idea of uh, chewing a cadaver. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. It was not good. Well, no,
1: it's, it's, I don't think it's supposed to be good. There is people out there who, who think it's good, but we don't really talk to them. I don't trust them at all. I don't know if I trust them.
0: (laughs) It's very strange. To each their
1: own, though. To each their own. You came to Sweden after leaving France with with all your good food, all your good meat, and they say, yeah, one of our most traditional dishes is this rotten fish we dig in the ground for years. Give it a shot. Mm -hmm. But you survived somehow. Yes. (laughs) I love that. You know what? I think it's time. We have one... We have a couple planned segments of this podcast, so one's just to break the ice and get to know you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And this segment is called 10 timed questions from left field that have absolutely nothing to do with the current topic of conversation. 10 timed questions from left field that have absolutely nothing to do with the current topic of conversation. So we're going to give you 10 questions. You have 10 seconds to answer each one. And Robin has a little timer here, so uh, you're going to see how long you have with each one. All right. All right, we're doing this thing. We're ready. 10 questions, 10 seconds. Question one, would you rather eliminate baguettes or cheese from the face of the earth forever? 10 seconds. Keep the cheese. Cheese. Keep oh, the whoa. cheese. Keep oh, keep the cheese. cheese. Thank oh. goodness. Thank goodness. It's so versatile. You gave me a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, like, Next question. Yeah, we have to keep going though. 10 seconds. Uh, number two, what is the world's greatest workwear brand? Or your favorite?
0: I you can't choose. I should I should say vetra.
1: Vetra. Mm-hmm. Alright. Number three, we gotta keep moving here. If you could open a shop in any city in the world, where would you do it? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh well, that would be it's next. Cool. of course. That's the dream, ain't it? Number four. What three things would you want to survive on a desert island? A <laughs>
0: Ten seconds. Why? She's bread,
1: <laughs> The greatest, nothing more, nothing the greatest trinity of foods of all time. That's awesome. Number five, cats or dogs, dogs, dogs. Simple question, but we need to know the answer. Number six, if you were tasked to make one article of clothing that mixes Swedish style with
0: French workwear,
1: what would you create?
0: Perfect. A sweater, uh, wooden sweater, a woolen sweater. Yes. That'd be cool with French heritage.
1: Number seven. We're keeping it going here. Name three towers that are cooler than the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> 10 seconds. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> Plus, three Pizza. seconds. We need one. Pizza. Pizza's good. That's a good luck. At least we got one. <laughs> That's an intense one. I really put you on the spot there. Next question. Number eight. Are Swedish meatballs overrated?
0: Yes. Ooh.
1: We, we got that one quick. Number nine. What's the greatest invention of all time. You can say a food if you want.
0: <sighs> the weed, of course. Divisive. The weed, of course.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. The greatest invention. Number 10. If Elon Musk asked you to take a one-way trip to colonize Mars, would you do it? Yes, Perfect. of course. 10 seconds. Oh. Yes, of course. That's such a divisive question. That's it. That's, that's our 10 seconds wants. But we can discuss forever, not freely. You really, you would go colonize Mars.
0: Yeah. You would do it.
1: Robin and I go back and forth on this one before
0: sometimes. Oh, but uh, well, it's it's a very long trip, but uh, <laughs> it's it, an well, extremely way. long trip. Yeah.
1: Of course, of course, but it would be pretty crazy. You make history on one way, but you'd have to leave everything behind here. Mm-hmm. You could open your own shop. Le Suisse
0: mm-hmm. bleu. L'usine <laughs> bleu. L'usine ah. mm-hmm. bleu. L'usine. 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 bleu. Oh, Whoa! You got it. I got it now.
1: It, it took a minute to switch in my mind. L'usine. Mhm. Wow! Boom! Boom! It took a minute cuz I I had been pronouncing it completely wrong like Louisine? you Louisine know. Bleu. Yeah. But Never now not the proper okay. Now I'm honestly just going to go back and listen to this episode. And it's tough to know what it is when I'm in doubt anymore <laughs> in the future. You got to do what you got to do. I love that. Like you said, it has to be hard for Swedes to pronounce that, I imagine. Yes.
0: <laughs> Probably more hard. Yes, but uh, when well, the brand is, uh, it's not only the name, it's all, also the, the logotype. It's yes. very easy to recognize. Right, and right. it's so 68 France. Uh, yeah. Uh, they don't remember the name, but uh, I see on, uh, on Google they are pronouncing it or writing uh, oh, yeah. wrong, but they found it. Yeah, they found it, yeah, they
1: got there yeah. eventually you just created your first piece as your own brand, right? Your, yes. Your chore jacket, the one you wore in here today. Yes. Tell me about that process. Have that been stewing for a long time? Has that always been a dream to make your own article of clothing?
0: Well, it's a part of uh, uh, building the brand of Losing Uh It's a part of learning the process to, to to start to create stuff we can't find, yeah. Because there is a lot of, uh, uh, I would love to find dungaree. Is it dungaree? Dungaree. No? Yeah, exactly. Uh, in moleskin skin or a cotton drill. Yeah. But I can't find uh, all brand in France doing the the right stuff. No. And uh, there is a lot of different stuff I. Not finding, no. and it's a reason why we start okay. But so you're doing it yourself, yeah. Heck yeah, hmm? heck yeah. And you did a pretty limited run on that. What you made
1: 99
0: of them, yes. That's
1: awesome.
0: We found uh, it's French linen. Uh, we work with uh, Weather uh, in Alsace, yeah. Just working with only on uh, restoring, and working on 50s uh, f- uh, machines, yeah. Uh, so really cool. It's was very nice yeah I'm it sure. took a lot of time and uh, it was a gamble yeah uh, but uh, yeah it came pretty nice yeah that's <laughs> awesome and out of
1: 99 has it had a pretty good reception then yes of yeah course. yeah, of course of course and I hope in the future
0: then that means there's
1: probably more coming on right well, is there you other know. things that you want to tackle that you can't find
0: uh, yes uh, we are planning now yeah, of uh, course, of course. Uh, to do a lot of uh, different uh, not a collection but different classics right uh, for the next fall super cool uh, but it's it's a learning process there is a lot of landmines mines uh, when you uh, when you don't know uh, because I'm not from that kind of business no and every are from market uh, yes every time there is a long mine I'm just jump on it yeah and it's yeah uh,
1: <laughs> jump on landmines. That's, that's not something that they they tell you in school, you know, but it's no. uh, good advice. It's <laughs> so jump on a landmine.
0: Yeah, but uh, you're doing a lot of... you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, its of course. Uh, and, and since it's a very long process, quite costly too. Right, of course. Uh, it's taking extra long time for us to try to avoid some errors. Right. Uh, What's been uh, the biggest
1: lesson you learned in all this? Though, What was something that defied your expectations in that whole
0: process? Well, the first thing I learned, uh, it's actually... I was quite um, pissed off by myself, about myself to not starting it. Mm. Ten years ago, right? Uh, Did you have w- the idea for that long? Uh, not exactly. No. <laughs> I had a lot of idea about uh, qu- quitting marketing and uh, and doing something, uh, uh, creating something mm-hmm. uh, by myself, not an advertising agency. Yeah, sure. <laughs> More sure. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, what I learn is uh, if if you have a very simplistic. You need to, to have a very tight concept and hmm. just run for it. That's good. Uh, if you have fun, and uh, it's, it, eventually it's going to fly, yeah. but it's taking a lot of work. A of lot hours. of work, naturally. What inspired you to finally make that
1: jump? What was the moment where you were like, you know what, I'm going to get out of marketing and I'm going to do this. I'm going to
0: chase my dream. Was there a moment? Actually, I met a friend who had a corduroy jacket oh. uh, from the, one of my suppliers in Baudet-de-France. Mm. And uh, it's twenties model, 100 years old model. Wow. And it was very nice. I said, wow, is it new? No, no, I have, I have it 15 years. What the 15 years? Yeah. And I checked the brand and I contacted the factory directly in France. And yeah. it started like that.
1: Yeah. Wow. So it was that in that moment, I was like, you yeah. know what? Maybe, maybe we should do this. No one else is doing this here. Yeah. That's super cool.
0: Well, there is a lot of uh, uh, American-inspired in- workwear right. everywhere. Of course, of course. Uh, but uh, uh, France have a very good tradition and a very good quality of clothes. Yeah.
1: What separates French workwear from your average American workwear or other different European workwear there's a little bit of a different style, isn't there? Different style. Yeah. Uh, tell me about it.
0: Most of the jackets American work wear are over shirts with just from the model is a shirt yeah. with two pockets, breast pockets. Right. Uh, the French work are, are four pockets, two below, one on, uh, on the earth yeah. and, uh, and one pocket inside. Right. Uh, the fabric is quite different. American work wear of uh, canvas mm. most of the time. Exactly. Uh, in France, use cotton drill. Or, uh, or twill, depending uh, for the low, not the low quality, but low protection jackets. Yeah. And the other uh, uh, um, fabric, it's called moleskin. Yeah, of course. And moleskin it's just incredible. Uh, 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 and you don't, you don't have it in an American uh, American workwear. Come on, we gotta step it up. Uh, I think uh, what is the old American brand uh, the, Dickies, Dickies. Yeah, uh, it took a few moleskin in uh, in the twenties and uh, starts the first uh, first model in uh, in the US with moleskin. Yeah, and change to uh, canvas. Yeah, and uh, corduroy collar. Uh, but the same, the same, The model is most of the work jackets I designed in the twenties in France. Uh some stuff was designed before uh, 1880 yeah uh, 1840 for uh, for some navy sweaters and stuff like that yeah or fisherman sweater yeah, even whatever. older
1: <laughs> the fisherman style man
0: uh, it's,
1: it's such a style like with the stripes and the what the red like woolen beanies and yes. things like that
0: well the stripes the classic breton you want some coffee by the way yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, i was oh, about yeah. to say that's that. what i was holding there <laughs> like honestly. half of you don't have well, wine, don't of course.
1: Sadly not. <laughs> no. But next time, next time, if, we, if you would have told me, yeah. we would have run over to Sister wagon.
2: You gotta send <laughs> your rider next time. Exactly.
0: Here you go, sir.
2: Merci. Uh, of course.
0: Now, this is cl- classical Breton. Yeah. Uh, there is some legend about having. Uh, 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 blue and white stripes to be able to see the uh, The sailors whenever they fall into the sea. Oh. don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about that. It's a good legend. Though. Yeah, the classical model uh, is from the, uh, was introduced in French Navy in 1850 something. Yeah, uh, and they have 21 stripes mm. uh, with specific uh, uh space between the stripes. Yeah. For another legend, 21 victory of Napoléon. Not sure. Who knows? Napoléon had 21 victory in the field. Okay. And uh, I think it's a good, I think it's a good one. It's a good story. Yeah, it's a great story. But but it It can be, it can be true.
1: Absolutely. Now someone, let's talk about the quality debate. Buying sustainable things that last you longer. Now what is the biggest, Thing you would say to try to convince someone who's never bought like a good quality shirt in their life to kind of make the jump, someone who's de- debating, oh is it worth it to do it, what would you usually tell someone or to sell them this? Think thing? about yeah. it, come back. Mm, think about it and come back.
0: Simple enough, Yeah. that's it. If you buy good stuff and then it's uh, end up in a cupboard the 25 years of a, reason, of a reason. It's not a good deal for you, it's not mm-hmm. a good deal for the planet. Yeah. Right. Wear it often, buy something you love, uh, you start with this story because it's very easy to in yeah. our, our stuff. Yeah. And start from that point and continue, build your own story yeah. with that kind of stuff. That's great. I had a bomber jacket yeah. uh, in leather and uh, I had it, I think, 25 years. I
1: had 25 years. So
0: many jacket. stories, so yeah. many moments of wow. my life with that jacket. Wow. And it's, that's good. That's, cool. that's good for you, you love your stuff, exactly. you use it a lot and uh, you, you don't need a lot of new season 21, spring and summer and fall and yeah and uh, I
1: love that. I
0: have them um, Like the woolen jacket I have, uh, uh, it's a foundry jacket. Yeah. They made exactly the same model since 50, 55. Wow. And uh, when Covid started in uh, uh, and and we saw the, the sales doing going down n- down in uh, in the winter, and a, a lot of brands like crying because the winter collection was just down down yeah, down. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's the same collection since '55. It's not gonna change. No, it's gonna end up in the shelf next year. Yeah, and next year it's and next year. There.
1: Exactly. And, uh, yeah, but you've had this bomber jacket for twenty-five years, man. I can't imagine the story. It's like if you lost that, probably crush you, you know? Because yeah. the sentimental value is so high. Mm-hmm. And it still works. It still is a bomber jacket. It hasn't fallen apart yet. That's why you buy quality stuff. That's why you buy quality stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I need to find me a bomber jacket like mm-hmm. that, twenty-five years down the line. That's off awesome. have you named it? Does it have a name? No. No, no, no. 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 Fair
0: I don't have it anymore. No? No. It's gone. Yeah.
1: What happened to it?
0: I give it to girls. Oh, <laughs> of course. Of course, you did. What do you, what do you do for love?
1: <laughs> you move to Sweden for love. You eat their bad meat. Yeah. You give away your twenty-five year bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. But hey, love's important. Robin, it's time for you you to shine. Mm-hmm. It's time to shine, Robin. My time. Robin has another segment of this podcast. We call. Uh, would you rather with Robin?
2: Would you rather with Robin? What's it gonna be today? We debate a little bit on this one. Would you rather have everything you eat be too salty or not salty enough? It doesn't matter how much salt you add. away. Okay. Okay. Oh. Too salty or not salty enough?
0: Yeah. Not salty enough. Not salty enough. Too salty is impossible to eat. For me, I... I freaking love salt too. That's kind of my
2: thought.
0: But don't you think you would get used to
2: it? Sorry. If don't much... you think you would get used to it? Like, if but but also if you get used to the taste of too salty, too much salt. Yeah. Too much salt would that then raise the salt level? Uh, I guess. Like could you ever get used to
0: too much salt? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure you, your body can, can uh, handle too much salt. You can handle too much chili, uh, but salt, uh, it's okay, but not too much. I think it's a kind of poison when you have yeah. too much salt.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. for sure. But I love salt. That's the hard thing.
0: But yeah, but it's, if it's too salty, you can't feel the, no. the, 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 the ingredients.
1: Well, that's the thing, I guess, you could, add other, you could add other
2: spices to food to kind yeah, of... Yeah, you don't add salt. You just don't add salt. You can add whatever you want. But exactly. But also, I guess... I don't know. I'm from Sweden. I'm used to our food not tasting that much. So we uh, need a bunch of salt. Right. If you eat quality food, maybe you don't need much. Yeah,
1: definitely
2: not. I think I would do... So, too little. I think I would do little as well because yeah,
1: you, you could add yeah. other things yeah so that's my final answer
2: <laughs> no. boom. boom we did it Done. now we know we don't have to think about that's it. that's the thing
1: i mean that had probably been plaguing you all day you had been thinking yes what would they answer all right i want to make sure no, i still go. have it le swing no ah. no i missed <laughs> ah! you
0: losing blue losing blue mm. losing Losing. Well, it's uh, French is quite odd because there is a lot of nasal sounds, mm-hmm. and and you guys are not used to it, and the Swedes are not used oh, to it either. Of course not. Of course not. Uh, it's uh, it's a very special course, in a, for a, for a sc- Scandinavian uh, when you uh, learn French. Yeah, uh, I think Scandinavians and uh, and uh, Eastern people. To, uh, to try to do Mississippi and uh, to repeat, repeat the difference between the Z Z and the S. Yeah. Serpent, uh, oh. Poisson, Poison. Do you hear the difference? Poisson, Poison. It's the way you say it. Poisson, Poisson. Ah. I don't a different at all. It's so yeah. the same to me. Uh, and one is fish and the other is uh, uh, poison. It's a very important It's two like words. in Sweden. Poison, gift, Poison. Gift
2: and, gift. and yeah. Gift, yeah, Poison and Poison marriage. Poison and marriage. Mm. Exactly. But it has the exact same spelling and mm. uh, Unbelievable. That's the problem though. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you think someone was intentionally uh, making that one? It kind of is. Maybe like those like it. two are somehow related. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. I'm not married, so I don't know. No.
1: no. Mm.
0: Give us a French tongue twister. You have like like one? Combien sont si-si-soussils ont si si Six si soussils six. sont trop chers? Now you just make a That's I, not real. Gosh,
1: no way. No way. Uh, what does it mean? Is it how much,
0: how much cost was six... of course it's food. Yeah, of course. Uh, how much cost vos six sausages? Vos six sausages cost six... money? Mm-hmm. 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 Money. Uh, yeah, if those six sausages cost six dollars, then those so six sausages are too expensive.
1: That was such an intense one. I didn't, I didn't expect that. You you had that one on, on the
0: tip of your tongue. <laughs> what are you? Should sure? I run it again? One yeah, more time. Combien sont ces six saucissons? Ces six saucissons sont si sous. Six ces six saucissons sont si sous. Ces six saucissons sont trop chers.
2: It felt
1: longer the second time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so if I got it right. Sisu, 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 si Nah, no, close no, enough, no, but... No. <laughs> that's, right. that's what it sounds like to me.
0: Yeah, but that's incredible. But it, that means something.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <insane. right? laughs> Wow,
1: we need to learn French. We well, should probably learn French, honestly. We have, we have to. We have to. What's more important in French culture, food or, or clothing? Food. Food is like the biggest thing, huh? Yes. Really? Still. Still, of course. Mm.
0: So it's, it's disappearing. A lot of traditional food, you need a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, and it's not working with the kind of uh, way of life we have today. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm doing food, real food, only the weekend when I have time. Yeah. Because I have some things you start in the morning and they keep in the fridge and cooking a l- few hours. And keeping for the day after. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's uh, when you working uh, five to nine. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Do you think that if you would have opened your store in France, it would have worked
1: the same way, or would have been a completely different situation? Because it's from
0: France. Oh well, I think it could work because there is no. Uh, you can find an old, work shop We. Mm. Re- a like um, real, professional, real yeah. workwear, professional workwear shop with the old stuff, okay. uh, a few shops in Paris sure. and, and small shops in small cities. Yeah. Uh, you can find uh, fishermen uh, and sailor stuff in uh, around the coast, mm. uh, every big city, so other, cool. a few of those, yeah. and you can find some heritage style small shop of course. Uh, but someone combining all the three, there is no uh, no. No, 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 shop like that in uh, no. France either. That's super cool. It's a reason why I have some, some brands who uh, actually they don't have distributors and they don't sell outside France, they just sell online or in their own shop, right. but they think it's a cool concept. Of course. It's a good idea.
1: Yeah. And it works for them for where you are. But your community here, I imagine, is different. Do you have a lot of like French
0: people who come into the shop? Not so much. Not so much? Not so much. Is no. there a lot of French people in Stockholm? I think around 20,000, something like that. It's a handful. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, quite a <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a handful. Mm-hmm. I mean, in
1: Sweden's only 11 million people. It's a big chunk, mm-hmm. I guess. Stockholm's much less.
0: But some, yeah, some, some pass by. I hope so. I uh, had a visit really of uh, cool. uh, Son Excellence L'Ambassadeur uh, a, f- a few weeks uh, a, f- uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he came, uh, pass by, uh, with a friend of uh, him, so... who recommended the shop and presented him uh, as a, a small piece of France in Stockholm. Yeah, that's awesome. Hmm? Le Soule Bleu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it Lusine heard bleu. Lusine blue. Lusine. Lusine. In in. Lusine. Mm-hmm. Lusine bleue bleu. mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll lose it in five. We We're gonna practice. We're gonna
1: practice a lot, so the next time we come visit your shop, we'll we'll have it right. <laughs> we'll have it right. Now. I want to be able to pronounce it right to people when we tell them about it. Mm. That's awesome. One thing, if there was only one thing that you could have hoped to accomplish at the end of this journey. Opening your shop, making your own, your own clothing with a chore jacket, whatever. That Your whole journey, what is that one thing that you hope to accomplish?
0: Killing fast fashion.
1: Killing fast fashion. That's a great uh, name for an episode. Killing fast fashion. That's super good. It's super catchy as well. Simple enough.
0: 25 years in advertising, you know. <laughs> you know what to do, right? <laughs> you know
1: the right places to say things. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm. But that has helped you a lot, like your advertising you, yes, so of course. In, in what you do. How so? How's, how's the biggest things that has helped
0: you, in you think? Well, as told you before, I uh, have a very tight concept, and uh, everything. Uh, it's not look, but uh, uh, the, the customer experience in the shop, uh, the feeling of the brand, yeah. uh, the feeling of the clothes, mm. uh, everything is very, very tight. Very tight. Uh, That's my
1: biggest problem. Is uh, my, my ideas are so broad,
0: I feel like. I have a g- very good quality uh, um, supplier in France, they call Sean Yeah. and they change the Logotypes, the brown, oh, no. almost every three months. It's like, come on guys. Come on, we gotta do a little bit better than that. <laughs> All the time. It's like, brown consistency. Yeah, a, a, a uh, co- oh, yes. I was gonna say, is it true
1: that consistency is key? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, That makes total
0: sense. And the Logotype, is very... Uh, it's classic. And uh, yeah, yeah you, you recognize it. Yeah, of course. And since we are pro, of course it's... Trademarks in Europe. Yeah, right. <laughs> Directly from day one. Boom,
1: just yeah. take it. That's my biggest thing, like I said, I, I feel like my ideas sometimes, I have a great idea, and I'm very extroverted, like all around kind of person, so I get a lot of them, but they're so broad. Mm. And then it's like, yeah, trying to make those ideas like airtight, that's the hardest part. But when you can do that, I think you can see that, that it pays off, of mm. course. Yes. You have to really work into a niche. It's, it's not like you can spread out and kind of hit all these things. It's hard yeah, to do have. that. I harder. would
0: love it. For for instance, I'm looking for a very good Aran design sweater. Okay. I can't find it in France. No. And the only one I found that with the quality I'm looking for are made in Ireland. Okay. Nope. And you can't have it in a small Nope. No. As much as you want. <laughs> yes, I, I would respect love. That. I
1: respect that. Of I would course.
0: love to have those. They're just beautiful. And yeah. I found the right uh, uh, the right small company uh, yeah. doing the good stuff. But But it wouldn't fit into what you're doing it's now. It's good. You would want it to. Yeah, of it's course. Spreading. It's spreading. It's like. Yeah. Keep it tight.
1: Yeah, keep it tight. But I mean, that, that inspires me, but challenges me so much too, because i like, ah, oh, I just want to bring it in a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to, to kill your darlings to, to make it skin-free.
0: You need.
2: Yeah, you have to. You need. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start by that. Kill fast fashion and keep it tight. That's really good. <laughs> That's a good quote.
1: If you write. could have a couple points to remember from this yeah. whole thing. Kill fast yes. fashion, keep it tight. Keep it tight overall. It's a great episode name as well. It is. <laughs>
2: keep it tight. <laughs> it's a great way to say goodbye too. Yeah. Right, keep it tight. Keep it tight. Mm? I'm going gonna, gonna to start saying that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Keep it tight. People, what?
2: Friends you guys. <laughs> Walk
1: away. Yeah. Mm? Of course. Yeah, I think that's that's all I got. I'm trying to think, if uh, rack my brain if there's any other inspiration I want to suck out of this conversation. You didn't have too much hair. Usually we're still cutting air by now. Mm. But uh, we got the job done quick here today. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what's life? What's, li- what's life? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. You, what's your favorite thing you have in your shop? One thing. <sighs> what do I need to buy from... this one? No?
0: Le Bleue.
1: Le <laughs> <laughs> Usine... <laughs> <Usine> Bleue. <sighs> I got it. So many okay. stuff. I've been saying this mm-hmm. so wrong for so, so much
0: time. Well, probably your fisherman sweater. The uh, fisherman sweater. Uh, the the one with no front, no back that lasts 40 no front, years. No
1: front, no back. What do you mean?
0: Yeah, there is no front, no back by oh, design. Oh,
1: you can just put it on anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah as the reason back. why is very simple. Yeah. It's to be able to use both sides. Yeah. Use, not wear, to use both wow. sides. Right. And they last 40 years. Yeah, I was scratch for forty years. Ooh, I was as a kiddo. I had those, but I love them. So yeah. Stockholm syndrome, probably. Something like probably. that, probably.
1: probably. Mm-hmm.
0: But they are just. But it, it,
1: the idea of just being able to put <laughs> it on and not having it the wrong way either appeals to me because <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time.
0: Mess me up. That, that would <laughs> mess
1: me up too. But I scratch all the time and I have to spin them around.
0: It's very, uh, it's very <laughs> special. It's. The design and the model, and they choose the wool. It's English wool, washed wool. Yeah. Around 300 years so, uh, back. Yeah. And uh, it's more like a chain made than a sweater. Yeah. Uh, extremely durable, made to last.
1: Heck yeah. Really.
0: Made to use both sides. Yeah. It's because mm-hmm. they kept it tight. It's because
1: they kept it tight. And they killed fast fashion. And they killed fast fashion. They did it right. Ba 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 ba. <laughs> and they killed the, the whole thing where you had to, to put it on and switch it if it's the wrong Keep side. The it's issue, pure right? genius. It appeals to every single one of my senses. <laughs> I love that. Well, I think that's all, that's all we got. Hmm? As we finish this podcast out, can you please, please enlighten us with one more French tongue twister? Do
0: you have one more on the head. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is,
1: is there more?
0: Les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont-elles sèches, arsées, sèches?
1: So much sèche. The other one was
0: was more intense, but that one was good too. Hmm. What does that one mean? Uh, actually, you're asking if the archiduchesse's uh, uh, socks are dry or not. Are your socks dry or not? Yeah. Archiduchesse. Archiduchesse. Uh, Archiduchesse. What is uh, uh, the du- uh, archiduke? Okay, the
1: arch, yeah, yeah, they archduke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for enlightening us, uh, for yo, chatting, yo, for teaching us to kill fast fashion and to keep it tight. Mm-hmm. I'm inspired. I'm going to try to keep things
2: tight. Mm-hmm. You know? But thanks for coming in, man. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. It. You're welcome. So, how do you say the shop name now? I'll
1: say it. Louisine Bleu.
2: Great. There you go. Now, now it's. I have
1: Thank you so much for joining us as always. It's always a pleasure to have you in the shop with us. If you're hunting for a new wardrobe and you want to do so with an extra bit of style, now you know where to go. You can find Lusine Blue on social media and at luzinbleu.com. While you're at it, check out at Sips and Clips on Instagram. We're part Stockholm City Guide podcast and community. We always got something good cooking up over there. That's really all we got today. Don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts if you get a hot minute. It makes us famous, and that is awesome. We're looking forward to having you again in the shop soon, and I'm looking forward to possibly never saying Le Zin Bleu ever again. Thanks. Until next time.